Blessing my time, spend with myself I wouldn't trade it for anything else You got my eyes, I got your back You and me ain't nothing better than that I hope one day that you'll listen to this song Keeping us close when I've been gone Every word was written for you, yeah, yeah When I go, just know I'll come back If traffic slows, just know I'd run back To you, I know this world can get kind of Hello, and welcome to the first official episode of Raising Them Up, Up, and Away. My name is Jeff Tallafield, and tonight for this first inaugural episode, I'm joined by my wife, Nicole. Hi. I feel like I'm supposed to say hi. Yeah, that's usually okay. how it goes. Okay. Um, so I thought for this first one, it'd be good to kind of go over some ground rules, like my inspiration for the show. Um and just kind of what I want this show to be. Um, so I originally, so first of all, I've, as you've noticed, I've gotten more into the podcast medium over the last couple of years. Um, I wouldn't even say during COVID because it was before COVID. Um, but yeah, so I just thought it was a very accessible way to be creative. Um, so the problem was just figuring out what I had to talk about. Uh, I figured at the current moment, I have the most experience being a dad um, more than anything else. And I think I told you way back when, before our first son was born, that my biggest fear of being a parent was that they're going to look at me one day when I turn on Star Wars and say, Dad, what what are you showing me? This is awful. I remember that. So I figured either way, if that was the case or if that wasn't the case, I thought it would be interesting to chart that course of, you know, trying to slowly but surely inch their way into things that I'm passionate about without being overbearing about it and making them hate it. I think it's a good marriage of having love for your kids and being able to explore your passions, including your new one in podcast media, Mm -hmm. mediums, media, mediums, the podcast medium, I guess the podcast medium. Okay. So that brings me to the first point. How do we want to refer to the boys on the show? Because I want you to be comfortable with this. I think I'm comfortable with Ben and Henry. Okay. I know. I, I feel like I should say more about that, but I've thought about it for a long time. And I like Ben and Henry are two relatively common boys names. And I mean, you've already referred to them as the boys. And I guess the only other thing would end up being how uh, everything would change if there was another baby or if there were. Oh, yeah. Baby, I mean, but... that can always be an announcement later on. <laughs> I know there's not actually another baby right now. No, no. And no active plans for one. <laughs> no, we have a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that knocks that out of the park. I know. Sorry, that was a really easy one. That's okay. I've been thinking about it a lot. That's okay. Well, because we had gone back and forth about, you know, doing just referring to them vaguely as the boys or just or using their middle names. But yeah, that's that makes it easy. Yeah. Cool. Ben and Hen. So the other thing that you had brought up when we were talking about this was how they're going to feel about it in the future, whether they're going to, you know, be embarrassed by it or um, they're if they would think it's cool. So when you, that made me think about it because I'll be honest, I hadn't really thought about that before, but it's a good point. And so I had the vision of like how I would feel if my parents had done it 
taste technology permitting back in the early 90s. And I just got a really funny vision of my dad talking about, like, say, when I, you know, five, six years old. Well, he's still not into baseball, but I think we'll get there. Because for those of you who don't know, I didn't get into sports really until, or baseball specifically, until high school. I played hockey early on, but yeah, I wasn't really into watching sports until much, much later. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think personally, I, I think that would be kind of cool to have that lens to look back on. Coming around to it because it, it almost seems like the millennial version of home videos. Exactly. I was just about to say that, that we have home videos and, but it's not, yeah, it's not really any kind of insight into your upbringing. It's just kind of snapshots of moments in time. Many of which are embarrassing. Sure. Cringy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean this, but I mean, this is going to be about me more than, you know, just as much as them really. Yeah. I think the only other distinction would be uh, that nobody's watching our childhood home videos. Right. Um, So, you know, I'll, I, I share this story with, um, I don't know if you even know this. I share this story with full knowledge that if for whatever reason you went viral, that millions of people could know about this story. Um, You might know about this, but there is a home video of me walking around in my parents' driveway singing Whitney Houston. um, (laughs) I will always love you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I did know that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a video of that somewhere. And um, uh, you always, not always, but you sometimes allude to the fact that I don't sing in front of you. And Uh I think it's because of that video because Hmm. everybody made such a big deal of that video and was like, Oh, it's so cute. Do it again. Do it again. And then, you know, people are like watching you and expecting you to do it. And there's like this part of you that knows that it's adorable. And then there's this part of you that doesn't like to be adorable, or maybe that's just me. Uh I don't identify as adorable in any way, shape or form. So I, yeah. So that's, yeah. (laughs) That's one of my concerns that they'll, that they'll be listening to this and they'll be like, Oh my God, I'm so awful. And I can't believe that you told that story and I remember it. And you have that memory that you rehearse over and over and that haunts you at night. Yeah. Like singing Whitney Houston in the driveway or, uh, Jeff had to watch my dad show my like eighth grade track meet. No, seventh grade track meet. Sorry, it was my seventh grade track meet for like the fourth time. So there's that to consider. Yeah. But I mean, that's not embarrassing. That's just you being a champion. <laughs> uh, in a past life, sure. Well, hey, champions are championships. No one can take those away from you. Yeah. We won't get into the. <laughs> we don't have to get into all of the, the trauma there. <laughs> no. Okay. So let's let's take a look at what um more so more so ben probably because henry hasn't really developed many interests yet but take a look at baseline where they are now um what they're what they're into so with ben one word comes to mind trucks so it's trucks trucks and more trucks all the time trucks uh i don't know really what his first foreign trucks was was a little blue truck it might have been that or or Leo, but I feel like we would have watched Leo because of Little Blue Truck. Right. I think we found Leo after some after whatever it was. 
but he had tons of books. I don't know why we thought Little Blue Truck. Yeah. And Little Blue Truck has the truck. It has the animals. Mm-hmm. It has like the little farm environment. It has a big dump truck that gets stuck in the mud. Right. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know what it was, but this kid loves trucks. Something that I. I mean, I I liked cars and Hot Wheels when I was little, um, but I was never like a big construction truck person. Um, so you alluded to Leo. Leo the truck is a, as far as we can tell, a Russian made, very cheaply made Russian cartoon that has been imported over here on YouTube. Um, and he and his friends go on these, not adventures, but they always, there's always something for them to build. There's a problem that they need to solve. Yeah, building. There's always a problem they need, they need to solve. And he'll just watch that stuff for hours if you let him. I don't think I told you. I had him watching on HBO. I think they have the Looney Tunes builders. We were watching some of that today. Okay. So, yeah. So, but I found a, a probably one of the best transition uh, pieces of media that I could have found to between his trucks and my stuff. It's Bat Wheels. Bat Wheels is a kid's show on HBO Max that is about all of Batman's vehicles, but they come to life and they talk and have their own adventures separate from Batman. So it's talking vehicles and Batman. And one's a monster truck. And one's a monster and one is a monster truck. Yeah. So he loves it. I love it. It's a really good transition, transitional piece of media into the comic book world. And the villains have um, different overlaps with the stuff that he has. I think what there's an ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Freeze's ice cream truck. Yeah. There's a, a rubber duck boat. Mm-hmm. The penguin. Yeah. The penguins classic rubber duck car boat. Joker just has like a van. That's boring. The Riddler has a helicopter. What are we missing? Harley Quinn's ATV. Oh, okay. Well, he'll never ride one of those. No, <laughs> that's never happening. <laughs> Neither one of them ever. Um, so the other thing that I got excited about was during the world cup. Um, I mean, Ben routinely will be around when I'm watching Arsenal on the weekends, but during the world cup, he actually like on his, of his own volition, like would sit down on the couch and like watch for stretches of time, which was, I thought was really cool. Um, and he, when there was one time when someone scored a goal, he like, without any prompting, he like looked at me and said, they scored a goal. And I was really happy with that. Cause I mean, he, yeah, like I said, he's been around when I'm watching the Guardians or Arsenal, but, you know, never much, there was never much intention there. He was just going to be around playing around it, but I thought that was really exciting that he would sit down and watch some World Cup with me. He's beginning to recognize his baseball guys and mm-hmm. soccer guys and football guys. Right. And as much as he... I think, yeah, I think there was a period of time when he wanted to learn about some of the sports. And then I think he realized as a toddler that soccer is uh, at surface level when he's watching it, just a bunch of people with different colored uniforms chasing the ball around. And I think he really only feeds off of your excitement at this point. Right. Um, So if you're not, even if you're not invested in it, um, I think that's when you start hearing Turn soccer guys off. Mm-hmm. Or I have an idea. Turn soccer yeah, guys that's, off. Yeah, that's a good point. 
yeah, if I'm just sitting there passively watching in the moment, he might say, turn it off. But yeah. But that's the whole point of all of this is that you want to be able to share passions with him. And so if he sees you're passionate about something in theory, he becomes interested and hopefully also genuinely authentically passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's the thing that I'm going to have to try to figure out while I'm doing this is like, well, first off, the right time to introduce certain things. Like I want to get Star Wars in there early and um, like comic books, but he's not at a place of like narrative understanding quite yet. So I got to figure that the sweet spot for that. Yeah, he does ask a lot of questions about storyline, mm-hmm. and and he definitely doesn't have the attention span for a movie. I mean, yeah, and and even, I'm not even saying that those things are appropriate for him yet, but um, yeah, that was my other thing because yeah. you run into things in adult movies, even kid movies that are just like weirdly scary, mm-hmm. and he's already weirdly scared of random stuff that we have no idea right. where those connections came from. So yeah, so that, that's that's I think one of the biggest, the trickiest things of all of this is trying to figure out the sweet spot of when to introduce certain things. Um, Cause you want to do it when they're still malleable before they, you know, move past the point of liking that stuff. Or one of my goals with this is to also try to figure out when I got into that s- certain things, mm-hmm. because I know for a fact that I watched the original Christopher Reeve Superman movie when I think when I was two, I don't know how, I sat through that movie because that is not a like very exciting movie. I don't know if I have I seen that movie. Not with me, you haven't probably. Okay, well then I probably haven't seen it. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't know what drew me to it. Um, I mean, I had I liked Superman, but yeah, it's not an exciting movie for children. It's 1978, so it's you know very low effects. I mean, great for the time, but but as a 90s kid, you wouldn't be like this is the best movie right. ever. This is so yeah. interesting. I'm so engrossed. But see, as a, as a, that little kid, I thought it was great for some reason. I think I'm just weird. I was going to say that. I think maybe you were like a weird little kid <laughs> um, running around in your phantom of the opera. Well, garb. And uh, I mean, that's just class. Uh huh. I mean, what, what, <laughs> what other four year old runs around in a phantom of the opera mask? Who even knows what family opera is? I don't know. Probably the same four-year-old that has what Mister Flowers or Super Flower or whatever. Flower Man, thank you very much. Flower Man, Flower Man. Sorry. That, your, that's. I mean, that's just inventiveness. Your little apron cape. Using your grandmother's apron to form a superhero cape when you forget your Superman cape at home. Yeah. I mean, that's just creativity. I agree. I mean, things to look forward to. I'd like to see Ben's creativity uh, transform from "Hey, why do you have a scratch on your knife?" or Scratch on your face. Scratch on your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably from a knife. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's really creative, but that's not really what yeah. uh, what we're looking for as parents. Uh, we were joking about that this morning that, you know, maybe to start taking bets well, on when our first call. I mean, be. that's his connection to sharp things as knives. So he says probably something sharp like a knife. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm picturing being a teacher or, you know, being who, what I actually am is yeah, a therapist. I don't think he means a knife. He's just saying <laughs> something sharp, like a knife. No, it's just funny because he's, he's creative and he's intelligent. And so he just makes these connections that don't uh, necessarily make a lot of sense. 
in adult brains. Right. So I'm hoping that he starts making connections with, I don't know, real things, real art, real media depictions, portrayals of things or, or sports. I mean, I even thought about, I did think about theater for him. I've been thinking about that for a couple of days that he is just so dramatic with his, like, you take a toy. Well, I'm never going to play with it again. Yeah. And this is, that's not an exaggeration. He cries that he's never going mm-hmm. to get to do this again, or he's never going to get his, um, his pacifier or his truck back that he threw at his brother. Like, so yeah, maybe, maybe drama is his. Could be. I don't know what you get your kids into because. I mean, I think you know, the drama camps when they're a little older. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing for three looks like it's soccer. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, we could, we could look at the golf stuff again, since your dad and my dad were both uh, mm-hmm. insanely interested and invested in Ben's golf skills about what last, was it last summer or two summers ago when we. Uh, mostly last summer or two summers ago, I think. When he first started walking and picked up a golf club and just kept swinging it around and mm-hmm. hitting uh beautiful drives that I can't hit because I can't drive a golf. Yeah. He was a natural golfer. Yeah. And now he doesn't really have any investment in golfing out there anymore. He's, I need to play with my trucks. Mm -hmm. I need to play with my trucks. Yeah. When we would go outside in the summer, he did a fair bit amount, a fair amount of golfing. And now he's, anytime you're out there, it's just where are my big trucks so I can lift this dirt up. I have a follow-up question. This is going back a couple minutes ago about when to introduce and I think how to introduce is probably a good, a good topic because um, I don't, I doubt that there's no way that they could deny it. And you've, you've witnessed it when how many things were my brother and I exposed to that. (laughs) Right. That's the other thing I want to. Yeah. That's what I meant when I, don't want to be overbearing with anything. Well, yeah, I have to, I guess, I guess I should probably finish the thought though for, for the, the people who don't, sure. who don't know Yeah, <laughs> that my dad would get very, um, he just gets very enamored with certain parts of certain movies and fixated. fixated. And he will, I mean, God, I, the the invention of yeah, the, the worst thing <laughs> the world could give your dad was DVR and TiVo. Yes, so he'll see, you know, he'll see the movie he likes and he'll watch it until he finds the scene. He'll record the scene and he'll just keep it on the DVR and just keep watching it and watching it and watching it and watching it. And it's it's really random stuff. I I won't throw him under the bus and say exactly what it is, but. <laughs> It's a lot of things that you wouldn't expect um, and a lot of things, some things of which are part of a, what Jeff considers, you know, these, these good productions, these Uh classics, these staples of society and culture. And then there's other things that literally nobody ever wanted to watch ever, except for my dad. And so, yeah, there was just a lot of things. And I think especially stuff with um, the, what what was the one that with the Mighty Wind movie that the I Mighty just could Wind, not yeah. stand? <laughs> right. The mockumentary stuff mm-hmm. and the yeah. It just it just irks me because that's something that I think would get played over and over and over and then quoted, not just watching it, but quoting it. And it's just I yeah, I just can't view it from a um 
like a neutral lens. Mm -hmm. And then I don't, I know you wouldn't do that, but I also know that if you had the time and means to do so other than the time uh, that you probably would just have all star Wars and all superheroes and all sports all the time. Yeah. I mean, not on a constant loop. Oh, sorry. All D and D too. I mean, yeah, but I don't think I'm wired in that way that I would have it on a constant loop. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think when I say the means too, I, I mean like going to, you know, like what your cousins did and go to like the immersive star Wars experience and spend, you know, I don't know, a couple times a year there, go to the convention, um, go to different comic cons, maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, those are different than sitting in your chair and replaying movies over and over again. But I think, yeah, those are, you know, it is. Those are experiences. True. So what? I mean, well, supplementary to the, the media. I mean, they're formed so people can celebrate the their love for these movies and these characters. And right. But I, I wouldn't feel a need to go there every year. Really? If you had the means to do so? Like the Galactic Star Cruiser? No. I wouldn't need to do it every single year. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. I figured you would just want to do as much as possible. In the conventions, I only want to do as much as I do because it's it's the bonding with my family. Yeah, but I feel like you also get giddy. Well, sure. <laughs> I feel like you stand in line and you're like, this is happening. Because you're getting you're getting looks at upcoming projects, you know, before the rest of the world. I'll like be at, three minutes. I'll be at, <laughs> yes, I'll be at minutes, but you're also but you're also in the room with the people, like the people who made the thing, and that's exciting. We're not just sitting up there watching a trailer on a big screen right before it gets released. You're hearing the creators talk about it first. I guess. See, okay, so this is the, and I don't know, I don't know if what the the large long-term plan is that, you know, depending on how, how good or bad this, this flies, how much people like or dislike me being on your podcast, something worth mentioning is that you have a lot of hobbies and interests. Uh And we talk about this, that I really don't, I don't have a lot of hobbies and interests. I can't think of things that I just genuinely like doing. Like, well, I, (laughs) throw myself under the bus. Will I sit and play Minecraft for a couple hours? Sure. Will I play Animal Crossing? Yeah. Um, some some Mario, some Mario Kart, Mario Party. Absolutely. Um, Banjo-Kazooie being the number one thing that I'd like to play. Um, or or World of Warcraft. And I like those things. And I'm, I guess I'm passionate about those things because it just made me happy to even talk about them. It's just so time consuming and there's so much other stuff. And so I don't necessarily know how you develop something that's an interest and then maintain good boundaries around it. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know the science behind that. I it just always kind of was a natural thing. Well, yeah. Is that, am I being too therapisty right now? Because that's... I mean, probably. Okay. But I mean, it's a good point. I had... I talked to somebody today that they... The first thing they said, and this was a, a kid... They said, I don't like, you know, this thing and this thing anymore. I like Monster Jam. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't need to not like your other interests because you like Monster Jam. And I literally in one ear and out the other. And I I see enough kids and I, I understand that I see a certain subset of the population that has diagnosable mental health conditions. However... 
I just see so many narrow interests that it makes me really worried. Um, and unfortunately, those narrow interests tend to be phones. And right. yeah, and I, I mean, I had another client who I had said, you know, we've been watching shrinking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, I've seen that on TikTok. And I'm like, so you're watching it. And they're like, yeah, I haven't seen that much. In like 30 second clips. Yes. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yes. And I'm like, so you're, yeah. So you're watching it. Yeah. I'm totally watching it. And I'm like, so have you gotten to the part where, and they're like, no, don't spoil it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I was going to like ask about maybe the second episode. And they're like, no, I'm not watching it like that. I'm right. watching it on TikTok." And I'm like, so you've seen clips uh-huh. of it. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so what am I spoiling for you? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. That's, I guess that's one of the other uh, really existential questions here is <laughs> how do you, how do you foster an interest and, and make a space for it while acknowledging that they're probably going to pursue it in a different way? Right. So, I mean, yeah, our parents and us as kids would have to sit there and wait for something to come on TV mm-hmm. and they're just going to have everything available at their fingertips. Or we would have to make sure we were home to watch something mm-hmm. we wanted to watch or do something we wanted to do at a certain time. Right? Yeah. Right. I, I remember. I always remember. I had wanted to be like done with dinner at a certain time so I could go downstairs and watch Doug. Yeah. I mean, they could just pull up Doug. Right. And we have what four boxes of DVDs in our basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of them are completely and totally obsolete because we have all of them streaming. And why would we go downstairs and get a DVD when we can stream? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we got fail safes for. Power outages or apocalypse or internet outages, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, not power outages, yeah, not power outages, <laughs> but let's, let's hook up the generator and run the DVD player. Okay. That sounds good. So yeah, I think that's a good jumping off point. Is there like a conclusion to be made? No, this is just the opening. I guess that's fair. I know, but now I, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll be a an audience member from here on out, so I'll have to see how it develops. I mean, you don't have to be. You can pop in. Well, I'm not going to pop in uninvited. Oh, this is an open invitation. I suppose that's only fair since uh, they are also my children. Right. Yeah. What about for the puppy? We'll do um, We'll do a whole episode about you getting them into Banjo-Kazooie. I don't think anybody likes Banjo-Kazooie anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a pretty popular game with our, our generation. Yeah, but it was on this. It, yeah, it was N64 and it was like by itself and it was competing with Mario and Mario Kart and... Uh, I think you're selling it short. I think I'm pretty sure it was pretty, pretty loved. Okay. Well, you know, if, and when this podcast hits it big, uh, all the banjo kazooie lovers out there can, can stand up and, and shout it out from the rooftops. It was a very important game. It's very good. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for us on this inaugural episode. Be sure to check back uh, next week. Okay. Bye people. Enjoy, uh, enjoy my husband's podcast. Before we go, I want to give a big shout out to Connor Price for letting us use his song Jude's Song. Um, you can find Connor Price on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere. Um, if you like clever rhymes, he's your guy. Check him out. Bye, everyone. See you next week. You're old enough when we can sit and have conversations. Tell me all about what you want from life and all of your aspirations. Show you my favorite movies. I make these songs while you sleep. Every word was written for you. Yeah, yeah. When you go